Hey guys, and welcome back to the Skullcast for another episode. It's not going to be a full episode, uh, but news just broke about a couple minutes ago that we finally know what this big new project was going to be. It's been hyped for about a month now, I think it was. Die Berserk 10 was the name of whatever it was going to be. So we know now, it leaked a couple days ago, but we know that it's going to be a big Berserk exhibition. So now we know it's kind of an art show. Uh, not just art, though. There will also be dioramas uh, featuring a number of things, uh, for, uh, re- replicating some scenes from Berserk that everyone knows, like Elfhelm and Eclipse and Godot's Forge and the Corridor of Dreams. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about our reactions to that. On the show, I have Azil. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking time out of your workday and my workday to talk about how we feel about some of this stuff. So first, here's what I wanted to say, first of all. It's kind of cool that this is happening. It's not It's not a bundle of things that we kind of expected. Some of us, myself included, I think, Azil, you had expressed a desire as well to see if this was going to be some kind of publication-type change because it was headed as a new beginning or, or the new beginning. I can't remember which word they used uh, for Berserk. So it's like, oh, wow, that sounds like a major shift right for the series uh wouldn't it be great if that was like a publication shift did not end up being the case uh it seems to all the news is coalescing around this exhibition there is a separate news item and that is they're raising money doing crowdfunding for a berserk sorry sorry, a zod statue that will be part of the exhibition if it's successful it's probably going to be successful um Anyway, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. So it's different. It's just an exhibition. What do you think of that? Well, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, it's disappointing that it's not related to the publication itself. Although, who knows, there might be some news uh, further, down the, further down the line. But yeah, yeah, obviously, I think everybody's disappointed that it's just uh, an exhibition. However, I think... That's not so bad. I mean, that's not so bad. What's surprising, though, is that they are doing it during the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, and they actually say on the website, if you actually go to the very bottom of the page, they say, oh, this event might be canceled or delayed at any time um, because of the pandemic, and uh, that's it. And even if you pre-order tickets or whatever, you'll be screwed. So I'm, I'm just, you know, surprised again. Uh, that they decided to do this at this time. And um, what I said is a thread is I when when the domain name uh, leaked, when, when um, Berserk Freak uh, 216 found it, uh, I thought it might be, you know, one of the meanings of 10 as a suffix like that could be uh, for an exhibition. But it seemed just so, mm-hmm. like, far-fetched that, you know, I just dismissed it immediately. And I guess it went for that. So that's, that's surprising. I, now, I do think that COVID is doing okay in Japan right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's not like in the U.S. where it's yeah. a, a nightmare, you know. Uh, but still... Still, you know, it's still a pandemic. Uh, I also wonder if people will be willing to actually go there. Like Japanese people, even though they haven't had the uh, death numbers uh, you guys have in the U.S., they're still being uh, careful. Yeah, number one in the world. Greatest uh, country. Uh, so, yeah, Japanese people are still being careful about that. So I'm just curious 
you know, there's going to be restrictions about how many people can fit in. Uh, they already seem to be anticipating lines for the tickets. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, ju- I'm just curious about the scale of it. Uh, they've got a little map on the website oh, yeah, that, uh, right. yeah, I haven't had much time to. I'm just not sure how big it's going to be. So I'm, I'm curious about that. Obviously, what's great about it is uh, all these illustrations, uh, you know, probably many of them have never been seen before. So we're talking sketches from Mira, uh, original drawings, you know, the actual pages he, he drew mm-hmm. that will be there. So these are pretty cool. But of course, uh, I mean, the elephant in the room for us is that no international fans will be able to go there because Japanese borders are closed. So we're just crude. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's kind of the, as you say, it's the elephant in the room because as ex- it, it doesn't matter how excited we are about it. We'll never see it. I mean, the yeah. first thing I did, you know, defying all logic, I'm like, well, fuck, let's just see how much it costs to fly to Tokyo at that time. Oh, right. There's no flights. I, I, there's <laughs> literally no flights to find. So it's just not possible. Um, I actually wonder, you, you talk about this, the timing being a little strange for uh, being a pandemic. I wonder if that's just how they got the venue. Like, it's just it's cheap, cheap, cheap to get this venue space because no one's hosting events like this right now because of the pandemic. So that's how they, they got the floor space for it. Honestly, it affordable for them. I'm not even sure because, uh, I mean, it's in a mall. It's set in uh, oh, something it? called, yeah, it's set in something called Sunshine City. Which is just a mall. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, they do that in Japan. They've got a mall within a giant skyscraper. So mm-hmm. it's just like stories, I don't know, 46 to 49 other malls. That's the kind of stuff they do in Tokyo because it's just, you know, very uh, vertical uh, as a city. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, it's going to be in the middle of that. So it's not like, I mean, it's not like it's a very classy venue, like a museum or uh, something, you know, reserved for art exhibits. Got it. So it would be a real shame, even if it is berserk theme, to like book a two thousand dollar flight to Tokyo to go to a mall and then go back. Yeah, yeah, and that's also why I'm, I'm just curious about the size of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, either way, even so, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of how to say. Disappointed that is something which is really just geared at the Japanese fans and not even just Japanese fans, but Tokyo fans specifically. It feels very, you know, very small scale and uh, maybe a bit uh, narrow minded to just, you know, aim that at, at this uh, kind of public and not us. I, I don't know. I mean, it might be foolish to hope they might acknowledge us, but uh, yeah, still, there's always that little glimmer of hope deep down. Yeah. Uh, D- Azil, you mentioned it before, but I wanted to talk about it a little bit. The The artwork on display, it mentions 200 um, manuscripts in color original drawings. So it's what it's referring to is not just color drawings we've seen, but also, as Azil indicated, you know, the sketches or the storyboards, if you will, it's the American term for it. You know, the pre-published versions of those pages, uh, which is very cool. Original artwork, you know, that we have not necessarily seen in that form before. And, you know, it would be unprofessional then to publish those, but it makes sense in an artwork venue kind of thing like this. So that's really cool um, seeing those. I'm looking at the map right now, and I can translate some of them on the fly. Not everything, but... Uh, it talks. The, the, it mentions an eclipse diorama, and the room that the eclipse diorama would be in is a kind of circular room. So you can kind of envision how that might look, which is cool. And Godot's Forge is there. There's an elf helm diorama. 
There's a room reserved for Zod versus. They say they say Zod versus the Dragon Slayer, but I mean, there's a guy holding uh, the Dragon Slayer too. His uh, name uh, is I think uh, so. Yeah, I think what they're going to be going for is if they manage to get the Zod statue built, they'll have a Dragon Slayer replica mm-hmm. where uh, people who visit, you know, they're gonna grab the Dragon Slayer and pretend they're gods in the okay. scene, and so you can take photos. I mean, that's almost guaranteed to be the case. I think that's. That's yeah, you're right. That makes more sense, because the uh, the replica dragon slayer is one of the uh, rewards for donating. I think it's ten million. No, a million yen. Yeah, it's what, like that's uh, ten thousand dollars. Yeah, right? it's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. You get a replica, and you know I've seen the pictures of the replica. They have it on the crowdfunding page. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. I'm not paying ten thousand for it, but it yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it does look good. I mean. So that's the other thing is uh, the crowdfunding rewards because yeah. uh, so you get that one that's very high. You get a ton of other stuff with it. Um, if you go, uh, you know, one rank lower, you get the uh, one thousand um, so fifteen hundred dollars uh, reward, which is you get uh, an autographed uh, lithograph. So that's a um, color illustration reproduction. Uh, high quality, uh, photographed by Mira, plus a ton of other stuff. Like you get some pins uh, of the, you know, band of the Falcon. Uh, you get some lithographs who are not uh, autographed, but uh, represent some uh, of the color pictures. So there's one from Volume Five when uh, Gus beats uh, Zod. There's one from a Volume Cover. There's a one. He did for the, I think it was the 20th uh, anniversary. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Anyway, you get these. You get yep, a bunch right. of stuff. Yeah, you get a bunch of stuff. You also get, um, a, you know, a booklet with uh, storyboards. So where you really see it's not inked or anything. It's really just uh, pencil stuff. So you, we're going to get a booklet of this. I mean, that's not an act book, but mm-hmm. it's it's something, you know. <laughs> so all these things are rewards. And some of them, obviously, even if you don't have a grant to spend on that, there's some of them which are available for just 100 bucks. So, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like foreign fans like us, international fans, a bunch of us would want to participate in that. And they basically do not allow that because you cannot, they, they will not ship anything overseas and they will not even accept credit cards that are not issued in Japan. So wh- why they don't, they're like, oh, international fans can participate, but yeah, but basically we can't. Basically so, we can't. Yeah, the thing is, they won't even take your money unless your credit card is a Japanese credit card. Yeah. And I have just, to imagine that at least the, and the snap decision was probably like, Oh boy, shipping something to the States or the UK, that's going to cost us like 30 or 40 or 50 up front. We're not going to do that. It's going to cut into our revenue of that. So we're, we're just going to disallow it. But like, dog, people will pay the shipping costs. Just stack it on. Like, uh, I hope that's not what it was. I hope they weren't I'm, scared off by that shipping. Honestly, I'm, I don't think it's even that. Okay. I think they just, they just don't want to bother. It's like, ah, uh, you know, what if, uh, what is the payment problem and the payment processing issue? Oh, uh, and uh, shipping is complicated to ship overseas. It's just, it's like a purely logistics matter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's additional it's, overhead for them to do. Yeah, this. it's just complicated as they don't want to bother. And they just, honestly, they just don't give a shit about it. Well, then us. I guess they don't care about reading, reaching their goal then, or not that much. 10 million, well, it's, 10 million ain't nothing. Um, and I'll tell you, they'd get to it pretty quick with overseas fans. Whereas if they limit it to Japan, 
I'm not saying they won't reach it, but like, I don't know. It seems really uh, short-sighted to them to do it that way. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously I agree. And I'm pretty pissed. I, I try not to be uh, inflammatory, but I even tweeted at them to say, uh, to, <laughs> to, <the> express, <laughs> to express my <laughs> disappointment. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's what I said in the thread to, uh, I, I forgot to who I was replying to, but the idea is just, they, they don't care. We're not even a bleep on their radar. They, yeah, they don't I care know. about That's us. The, the thing is, that disparity between their international audience and the Japanese audience and how, how little Hakusensha itself serves the overall overseas audience, like it, it comes into sharp, shark relief here in, in this event where there's literally nothing for us and they're literally locking international fans out of the event. It's just It's just weird. It's like they don't acknowledge that the fan base is huge outside of Japan. Yeah. This was, a, this was an opportunity to make that real. Like I was thinking, boy, if you're ever going to have like a meetup of SKNet fans, something like this would be one of them for sure. I mean, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it would be the ones who can afford to travel, but yeah, for well, sure. I mean, I mean, yeah, for those, the, those who could front the money, I think that would be, this would be an appropriate meetup, but uh, it's it's just not going to happen. So yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I can only agree with that. It's just it's just disappointing, and I also feel. I mean, I understand their perspective, and uh, it's a, it's a very Japanese thing. You know, they don't want to be bothered. It's, it's a, almost like a, a Nylander, uh, you know, mentality. You know, so the same in the UK. <laughs> no, no disrespect, man. But yeah, they're fine doing their things. They don't want to be bothered with. But it's like. We're in 2020. It's not. It's not a big of a deal to actually ship overseas. I'm. I'm not sure that probably the platforms they're using for the crowdfunding campaign actually does support uh, overseas payments and overseas shipping. So it probably, it probably does. And you know, we, you got uh, video game companies who ship overseas. It's not something like. Were it 20 years ago, I would understand. I would be more understanding. But we're like in 2020. I mean, come on, man. And like you said, do they actually want to reach their goal? Do they actually want to sell this stuff? It's one of the things I was also mentioning the thread is they, they still to this day do not have a store that sells goods. That's a goods. I mean, T-shirts, stuff like that. They are not taking advantage of the brand. People want to buy that stuff. I want to buy Berserk shirts. I cannot buy them. I mean, there's a few done, you know, uh, you know, punctually by some shops, but they usually suck. They're not available widely. You know, why don't they just make more of an effort? I, I just don't get it. Yeah, speaking of which, they will have official merchandise sold at the event, but there's no details on what they are yet. But, I mean, I agree. I mean, that was one of the theories was this of this whole you know, uh, 10 or October 9th event was going to be the launch of a unified Berserk merchandise store that would kind of be the hub for all the new merchandise and presumably more merchandise only because, not necessarily just because the kanji for 10 could also mean, you know, venue, but also the fact that there's a slot, there's a missing piece of the overall Berserk merchandise hub. That mm. it need, there is not one, you know. There's sometimes updates on the younganimal.com slash Berserk page, which is kind of just a landing page just for the Berserk manga and the volumes. Sometimes there's merchandise, but there's an opportunity for a lot more. Um, it's just not being served, really. Yeah, and 
what's sad about this so the crowdfunding campaign actually kind of serves that role as well where you get that uh, you know that book of uh, what they call names mm-hmm. so that's uh, that the storyboards and uh, and the lithograph and uh, the autographed you know uh, picture and and these what's sad about that is these will just be on Yahoo Japan auction like as soon as the ship it's, it's just the same as the whiskey bottles recently oh, yeah, so these things went on sale for like 200 bucks and uh, and like three days later they were on resale for like 500 uh, on uh, on auctions you know and uh, and yeah it's just I mean it's just pathetic uh, and and it's gonna be the same in this case you're gonna have these things uh, which will be resold for double the price uh, on auction platforms and, and I think that just sucks that yeah. just sucks that we, we can't get direct access to them because nothing on that scale would ever be done uh, you know internationally if only because they cannot get access to Mura for that and you know uh, I, I forget if you mentioned it but there's Mura's message and from it it seems to imply that he himself wouldn't mind doing more stuff you know like he's like oh i never did autograph sessions yeah fuck yeah man i i I would be there with my you know first edition volume one of you know berserk to get it autographed with even you know the prototype you know uh you know magazine whatever so i don't know it feels like they just they just don't care honestly i don't know if they're too small as an organization because i mean hakusensha is not a very big publishing house and uh I mean, the Young Animal staff, I don't know, it's probably 15 people tops. Yeah. But, but still, you know, still, there's money to be made. So they could actually make a profit out of it and, uh, you know, please fans. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm kind of peeved about this. I understand. I mean, that's kind of why I said let's grab our mics because we each have a lot to say about this thing. Um, I'm looking at the note now and I don't want to read it verbatim cause it's a freaking Google translate and I can't rely on anything that's being said. But one of the, the two of the takeaways I thought were funny were that he says that he can't stop being told that he's a modern manga artist, meaning he's referring to the fact that he has no Twitter. There is no blog. And he said, you know, he's basically saying like, guys, I know I'm not on the internet very much. You know, my presence is limited. Uh, and I have not done signings on the 10th and the 20th. I get it. And so this is kind of a special thing. He also mentions the 30th anniversary. So he's referring to this basically as a way of commemorating Berserk's 30th anniversary, which for those of you who have heard me ranting about it for more than a year, that was in 2019, not 2020. Well, I mean, he's, he might be, uh, he, they might be going for the first uh, volume? volume publication. And also, let's be honest, last time they were late as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And the last time when he was celebrating Young Animals' anniversary, he also was like a year late with Gigantomachia. So <laughs> I think that, that's, yeah, that's in, uh, that's in keeping with being late for everything. Wow. So, so but yeah. Happy anniversary, I mean, honey. <laughs> Which one do you mean, though? <laughs> 21st anniversary? Uh, yeah, yeah, that might, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, um, and... Uh, there's also the fact, I mean, so maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe they had planned it for earlier and a pandemic screwed things up. But yeah. honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's the case. Um, well, I'll tell you, like, I'm <clears throat> as disappointed as I am overall, the fact that no one international can participate. There's quite a lot to chew through here. You know, this is a pretty well-prepared thing. Like, they have, they have items in this exhibition that <clears throat> were more than I expected. 
I kind of just expected an art exhibit, meaning a bunch of original art, all the art that we've been talking about over the years that's not been collected into an art book. For example, that alone would be a great art exhibition, but it sounds like we'll get some of that and these dioramas. And I think that's really cool. Um, I, I would love to see those in person. And I wonder if photos might trickle out uh, over the next uh, couple months or no. When, sorry, whenever the event goes live. I would love to see some of those. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, I mean, the next best, best thing to uh, being there would be to have pictures. Obviously, I don't expect uh, the young animal staff to actually bother taking pictures Not and showing them, especially since they'll be hoping people will come and pay because uh, the uh, entry ticket is priced at uh, 2,000 yen. So that's like uh, 20 bucks, mm-hmm. uh, a bit less. Um, so, yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll try and get pictures on our own. That would be nice. Uh, because, yeah, I also don't expect much from even social media. Not in Japan anyway, but maybe I'll be proven wrong and there'll be a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure some people will share on Twitter <clears throat> and stuff. I mean, that, that, that's common these days, but it's not going to be comprehensive in the way we would want. And like you said, the, uh, the whole diorama stuff, they especially um, they have put a focus on the Eclipse ones. They call it the Eclipse Land. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's probably just... I don't want to get my hopes up because we were hoping for something more than this, and it's just this. So it's probably just I don't know some shitty you know painted walls or something like that that can be <laughs> re, you know just scrapped in a in ten minutes once the expo is done. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, it, it might. Who knows? It might be good. Yeah. I think. I think. I do think though that the star of the of the show will be Mira's art. Mm-hmm. Uh, same as same as everything, and the same way you said that uh, episode uh, three hundred and sixty two, like uh, outshined this event. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. Sorry, that's a perfect transition because I did want to mention that it was it was funny because when Heiji posted the news about the exhibition, I believe it was within maybe a couple hours that we found out about three sixty two as well, uh, coming on October twenty third, which is just in two weeks from now, I believe that's right. Yeah, about two weeks. Um, We'll have our hands on it in two weeks as of this moment because it gets published on Hakusensha E uh, on the Thursday for U.S. fans. So we'll have it in hand as I say this within two weeks. That's great. Um, a little bit of a preview text came out, and Azil, you had translated it uh, thanks to Puella. I think Puella helped with that, or was just was that an all Azil show? Either no, way. no, she she was uh, she was behind it uh, as usual. I'm just. Uh how to say I'm the sideshow uh, in, our, in our dynamic duo <laughs> You're the I'm just, uh, for the translations yeah um, I'm, I'll just what read what Quilla came up with the memory of the blood ingrained in the berserk's armor has been aroused now normally I don't pay too much attention to the young animal preview text stuff because it can be misleading but like that resonated with me for some obvious reasons first of all as Azil already spelled out I think the implication is that it's Geyseric's blood which has stained the armor for centuries I agree I mean, to me, when Henar hit the armor, it activated the armor in some way. Um, I don't know exactly what the transition is going to be, but perhaps the armor is a kind of living armor, and it does have "quote unquote" memories of you know what it, what, it, what has transpired in the past, and might convey some of Geyseric's time to gu- to guts in a way that would maybe produce like a, a few flashes or images of that time. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. Well. 
It is exciting indeed, but as you said, I think it's best not to uh, get too carried away with it because these little teasing, uh, you know, things have been wrong and misleading uh, enough times before that I don't want to get too carried away. But yeah, I mean, the implication seems to be uh, that guts might experience uh, some of Geyser's memories, so that would be cool. I mean, we 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 know that uh, you know flashback is coming. We, mm-hmm. We're gonna learn about. What happened to the Skull Knight way back then? Uh, what shape the world was in, and what transpired? So we know we know it's coming anyway. Whether it's in this shape or in another, uh, whether it's a full flashback for a few episodes or just snippets here and there, uh, we, we're gonna get it. So you know, um, I mean, I'm I'm good for it, and uh, I'll I'll see. I, I feel like whatever Mira's got in store for us, uh, we're gonna be satisfied. Yeah, I mean, we've said it before, but this this moment of finally lifting the veil on a thousand years ago, he's had some time to prepare for the contents of it and how he does that. So, yeah, I expect to be kind of blown away by it, uh, given it, how much hype has been around that for so many years. Yeah, that's the thing. And I feel like he did take his time and probably very deliberately because he, he wanted it to be, uh, how to say, to, to meet the expectations. And that's one of the things is, I've actually been expecting this for so long that I'm even aw- afraid in a way that I might be disappointed because just like when you got expectations that are so high, sometimes nothing can meet them. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm holding out uh, hope that uh, he'll do it. Mira can do it. Yeah. Yep. So that's something to look forward to in the next two weeks. And we'll be back with another podcast uh, in about two weeks as well. Um, anything else before we close out the show, Azil? Nope, nothing. All right. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back with another episode of the Skullcast. All right. See you, guys.